Thanks for tuning in. This is JT. Spiritual breath. I got one question for you. Today's teaching is dealing with you. Remember, we're doing self-evaluation. But my question is this. Will thy be made whole? Hmm. Will thy be made whole? And the way that I think we should address this is by looking at seven ways to separate ourselves or seven ways to get deliverance. Yeah, deliverance. Deliverance from us. Because there are certain things that we deal with that we don't have to deal with. That we can ask God for assistance or repent from or ask God to forgive us from. And then we can move out of this, this current place that we're in. So with that being said, let's look at the first thing. The first thing is that we need to admit there is an issue or a challenge. Something that is hindering, something that is delaying, something that, that's causing us to reevaluate our decision um, following Christ or be reluctant to do as he tells us or just resist all out. Or, you know what, just give in to that need or desire or that challenge that we have and efforts that it begins to block us and stops us from moving forth in God. Therefore, our blessings are limited or maybe they're delayed until we fix the problem. So here is three questions that I want you to ponder in your mind as we go forth in this. The one thing is, do you know what that issue is or that challenge is? Do you really desire to be free? See, that's one thing. Your mind has to be set that this is no longer a no. I mean, a yes, this becomes a no. And then have you come to the understanding that this situation, this challenge or whatever it may be, you are powerless to that, meaning that this thing has control over you. If you find yourself in that category, we can move on. And David found himself in that place. In Psalms 51 and verse 3, he says, For I am conscious of my transgressions, and I acknowledge them. My sins is ever before me. Here you see David is saying, I know what I'm doing wrong. I know I need to fix it. But the thing is, am I ready to address it? 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 says, For godly sorrow work with repentance to salvation, not re repeating of, but a sorrow. I'm not repenting of, but a sorrow of the world's worth death. In other words, you know what? I, I haven't got it all together. I, I know that I need to get this thing together, but yet I'm still wondering. And 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess with our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. See, here it is. Uh, you see now that even John is making mention that when you come to an understanding what your issue is and you desire to be free and you really are determined uh, to get out of this and knowing that you're powerless to this, you can just take it to God and he'll fix it. Okay, now that we're starting to roll the ball, let's go to two. Make a commitment to God. See, that's the problem. We really don't want to make a full commitment that we want to come up out of this because some reason, some way we have still maybe not so much trust God and everything because in some cases we expect him to do something in a timely manner and it didn't happen. So we have to understand that we need to come to a place that we renounce our, from ourselves and from the willingness to involve. You know, John 3 and 3 said, Very, very, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Knowing to be acquainted and of the experience, meaning that he has to understand that in order for you to see the things of God and get into his presence, you can't have these sinful practices. You can't have these things that's over you. You can't have these things that's bound. You have to be fully committed that you're going to trust God to make and do all things. You know, our famous scripture that all of us have read is Romans 10, 9 and 10. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart unto salvation. You know, all that plays a good part in your commitment. But you need to know that you know that you're committed. 
If you do that, we move on to three. Now, anytime as we're going through this and you don't have it all together, you got to put this thing on brakes until you can. There's no reason to rush through the process. You have to take your time and get it. Continuing on. The third is understanding oneself. That is the most important thing in all this. I don't care about all these things that you think is wrong with you, notice wrong with you, whatever. But if you don't see within yourself a reason to change, you don't feel that you need to change, you haven't done enough self-evaluation to see that these things are more hindrance than help, then you need to stop there and fix that. Because 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, Sanctify you holy, soul, body, and spirit. Be preserved blameless. In other words, this scripture is telling you that you have to take ownership of you. You got to take accountability for the things that you're doing and not doing. That so far, when you start moving forth in the things of God, you'll start coming out of it. Jeremiah 17 and 9 said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can uh, know it? See, here's the good thing I love about God, because with that being said, in Ezekiel 36, 25 through 29, it talks about that he'll once you take acceptance to your 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 whatever this issue is that is power you you're powerless when it comes to this, then you can expect God to come in. The Bible says that He will sprinkle a little water and cleanse you. He will take out your own stolen heart and give you a new heart of flesh, put his spirit in it, then you will keep his commandments, statutes, and do uh, and do them based off of your commitment. You did a self-evaluation and you accepted the fact that you're not perfect. You accept the fact that you understand who you are and you accept the fact that things need to change. Now, okay, moving on. If you feel that you have got the first three, we go to four. Four tell us that we need to prepare ourselves. Yeah, we need to prepare for the change. We have to understand that we have to change our perspective to get to our perspective. You know, we have to understand that our perspective this is a concept, a way of thinking, but our prospect is something that might happen. So we got to kind of get ourselves in a place where we are starting to look for things to happen and make it happen by changing our mindset, changing our approach, changing how we do things. And then with that being said, there are four things that I would have asked you. What is your purpose for the change? What drives you to consider change? What is your perspective on the reason for change? And what is the change bringing in efforts to address your prospective? Think about that. I know it's a little deep with some of the words, but sit back and look at it and think about it. In other words, what is driving you to make a change? And what is that change you feel that's going to bring about in the future? Why should you make this change? And why should you be so driven to get out of your current situation and go into the unknown? These are things that sits back into your mind. And Hebrews 6 and 12 talks about that. Ye may be not be so full, but followers of them who thought, through faith and patience and inheritance of the promise. Here it is talking about find a way to support yourself. Find a way to get yourself in a place where you can begin to stand on the things of God. Stand in knowing that this change is going to bring an awareness. And with doing that, there are three additional principles that I want you to look into. You want to know uh, the principle for change. One being that you have the principle of the purpose of action. James 1 and 2. Don't be just a say of the word, but a doer of the word. That's one. The other one, the principle of faith confessions, Romans 10 and 17, association. Make that connection and relationship with God. Make sure that you understand why you're doing it. And then the power of the principle of influence, Proverbs 13 and 20, knowing that you influence by the, your being and your well connection that you desire, you yourself desire to be with a closer things with God. Again, if you have went through the first four steps and you haven't connected in a way, stop. 
work on those areas and move on. It's a slow process. Although I'm going through them, this is a day-to-day journey for you to look at and evaluate and solidify why you're making these steps towards this deliverance, towards being made whole. Five says this, taking accountability and responsibility for your action. Wow, what better way to say this? Most times we always blame in the situation. We blame others for calling this situation. We blame the challenges. We blame life. We blame all these things. But the one thing we don't blame is ourselves, and we don't want to take accountability for it. As one seeks deliverance, they must understand the levels of acceptance that is needed in order to get in which the Lord has for them. Get into a place where you can you can stand. In Luke uh, 14, 28 through 30, it talks about building and not com- uh, being completed and not able to take a self-evaluation. You see all these things happening, but you still resist the fact of standing up and say, take ownership for your actions. Yes, I failed and short and come sin of his glo- uh, sin and came short of his glory. I'm not there yet. I'm still working progress, but I'm working towards uh, the finished process. I am going to get engaged with it. That's accountability. That's taking on responsibility. Luke 12 and 48. For unto whomsoever much is given, him shall much be required. And to him men have committed much. And him they have asked for more. So what he's saying here is that you have to understand in your kingdom walk, there's always going to be an expectation to do more. There should be a willingness to drive harder. And there should be a purpose for what you're doing. But again, if you went through the first five and you find yourself still struggling in one of the areas, stop. Make sure that you get it before we move on. Six talks about your spiritual growth. I love this part because Proverbs um, 4, 20 through 23 and Romans 8, 4 through 6 speaks about you you obtaining the spiritual uh, growth, this spiritual awareness. Once you have accepted the change, secure it with your word of God, where, there's, um, where there be growth without any 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 questions growth knowing that you're going into the things of god growth knowing that you're standing firm proverbs 4 20 through 40 uh 23 is talking about being attentive to the word of god and have an open ear to hear keeping your eyes and your heart on the things of god that's what both of those scriptures romans 4 20 and 23 and romans 8 uh 4 4 through uh, 6 again Proverbs 4 20 through 23 and Romans 8 4 through 6 talks about just that having the attentive ear to hear the word of God and be have the willingness to follow through with it spiritual growth brings you to a place of understanding that you can't do anything without God you understand that all these things are happening only because of his love and the protection that he has offered to you only things are happening because you have surrendered all to him and knowing this that if you surrender all to him he's faithful to forgive you and the bible says once he forgives you he blots it out he doesn't hold it against you again so you have to understand while that process is happening you got to learn to forgive yourself and the last one is this when you understand what is going on and why and how you got to this place you have to begin to help one teach another there is so much information that I could share with you about how to uh, overcome certain situations, how to address situations, and how to learn from those bountiful issues that, that came in your past. But you have to have the willingness to share with others, and, and, and it's paramount to the Christian development for you and the other. Therefore, giving lead way to the iron sharpened iron. When you become wise, the Bible says, Peter, the, the, the devil wanted to shift you like wheat. But he said, but when you learn, Strengthen your brother. And there's other passages talking about how can we not walk together unless we agree. But if we should walk two and two because one fall in a dish, there'll be the other one to, to pick them up. And if you're cold, we can put together and make warm. 
Why is that happening? Because we have to teach each other how to overcome these obstacles so we can teach another. You learn, you share with another. But that's not going to come into play unless you understand the previous six. If you don't understand the first six, you don't feel that you're there, just keep working on it until you get it. Don't be in a hurry for anything. But in all the things that you do, get an understanding. Feel free to ask God. Feel free to ask God to send you help. Free, feel free to ask your leaders or, or other people that you surround yourself in the things of God to help you as you go through the process. These are seven little simple steps that will help you to make uh, to become whole. Seven steps to help you to separate from those, those issues, those concerns that have hindered you up to now. These are seven little steps that will help you change your thoughts, your perspective to reach your prospective. These are the things that are set before to open, have these eye-opening moments, ear-opening moments, mouth-opening moments, spiritual-opening moments to help you come to a place of awareness where you lean not to your own understanding, but lean unto God that he will lead and guide you. Hey, this is Spiritual Breath with your boy JT. Just to take a few minutes to share his thoughts with you. And if you would like to know more, or you'd like to hear more, continue to look at this podcast or video or however you're getting this message over to you. And I'll be here to talk to you. Now, if you want to have a personal one-on-one and you would like to uh, hear more about how I came up with these concepts, how I came up with how I use the word to govern myself and strengthen myself, feel free to hit me or leave me an email at ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. Again, ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. Leave some information. Leave some feedback. And then if you want to be a guest on one of my podcasts and you would like to share, please, in that same email, leave that information for me and I'll be more than happy to reach back out to you and talk. And if you don't have a church home, we're currently now in the South Florida area. If you're down in uh, Miami, uh, South Miami or further down, we call it Ghoul's, uh, we are having our church, the Birthplace International Ministry, which is located at 11500 uh, Southwest 220th Street or Old Cutler Road, 33170. Come and see us on Sunday at 1130. We have an uh, interactive Bible study on Monday night on Zoom, and we also have it on Wednesday. Starting the new year, we'll be having it in the, in the church as well as Fridays. Some Fridays have a power pack deliverance service for you all that are seeking somewhere to go. And once a month, we will be having Sunday evening services. So if you would like to know more, go to ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. Send me your information. Send me some questions concerned. If you want to know more about the church, please send it there and I have somebody respond to you. Leave a number, address, and we'll go. If not, just come see us Sunday morning at 1130. We'll be at the church. That again is 11500 Southwest 220 Street or Old Cutler Road at Goose, Florida 33170. Please come down and hang with us and we look forward to talking to you. And when you come, tell them Apostle JT, you heard him on this line and you come to see him in person. So look forward to talking to you then. Hey, if nothing else happened, you stay safe, stay safe, and know that God is able to do all things but fail. Until we talk again, blessings.